Good morning, church. I feel I'm far away from you. Yes, thank you, Marcus. Wait, you need two people? All right. Brilliant. Wow, you guys are strong. Oh, that feels better. I can see your face, Marcus. Much better. All right, so before we continue, um, I have a few announcements. So March 12th is uh, Sisterhood, uh, sorry, Color. There's a Color Watch party here on March the 12th. So um, Pastor Naomi will uh, send out the details. Uh, March 18 to 20, we have baby dedications. So um, if you're a baby and you have not yet been dedicated, um, please contact Nicola or Talia and they'll sort you out. Um, and they'll talk to your parents as well. Uh, March 27th, we have um, our very first HOPE initiative at McLeod. McLeod, yes, I was looking for the team. Yes, McLeod Park. Oh, it's behind me. Thanks, Talia. Um, where would I be without the team, right? Um, so it starts at 9.30. Uh, we have lots of stalls, lots of things, face painting, and there is a petting zoo, which I'll be staying right away from. Um, but uh, it is our way. Uh, Pastor Rick has always wanted to show our community how much our church loves them and how much God loves them. And so we want to bless our community. So that's what the Hope Initiative is all about. We're starting... Um, at McLeod Park, oh, yeah, uh, we're starting there and we'll see wherever God leads us. Now, if you would like to volunteer because there is lots of stalls that need to be manned, um, then young Nicola will be out the front this morning at the end of the service and she'll take names as to who would like to help, you know, so... Um, Kristen, I know you love uh, animals, so Kristen is going to be uh, in the petting zoo, um, so fine, that's it. Yes, I'm talking about you, but you're looking at your kids, so I mean, come on. <laughs> right, so, done. Okay, so the um, title of my message this morning is... Actually, I'm looking down and I'm saying, yes, there is, I've written it wrong. <laughs> is there not a cause? Now, that's not the title of my message. I've forgotten the title of my message. The title of my message is, we all have a cause. All oh, right, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I sent it to the team last night. <laughs> I'm very rarely do I have titles for a message, so this is a first. Um. Each and every one of us, God has a cause for us. There is a cause that he wants to place on our heart. And, you know, the good thing is that um, each of our causes, each of the causes that God will put on our heart will look very differently. 
you know. Um, but the one thing about each of those causes, it will have the very same core goal. And that is to introduce people to Jesus, to help strengthen people's walk with God. You know, and there are many churches uh, uh, across the world that have um, single, a single focus. You know, and that single focus, you know, some churches are all about mission. Some churches are all about community. Some churches are all about worship. Some churches are all about leadership. And, and that's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But I just love how Pastor Ricky and Naomi have positioned our church. And they've said, is there not a cause? Yes, there is. But they've gone one step further and they've said, you all have your own individual cause that God wants you to fight for, that God wants you to stand up for. Because, you know, as we look across our church, Karen Stuttle has, welcome Karen. Karen Stuttle has mountains of joy. That looks very differently to the cause that Wayne Alexander has with his boys. Sorry, men, not boys, men. With his men. Yeah, it looks very different. It looks very different to whatever your cause is. But at the core of each of those causes is the same thing. Introduce people to Jesus. Help them discover how much God loves them and teaching them to do exactly the same thing. So I love where God is heading us as, as a church. And so when we look at um, Matthew 28, 18 to 19, right? Um, All authority, Jesus says, has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, now, the thing Jesus didn't add at the end of that is, now make sure you do it all the same and you look all the same, and you go about your business all the same. He, he, he didn't do that, you know? Because God wants to put a cause for you on your heart, a cause that's made just for you, something that only... That didn't scare me. Um, something that only you can do. And so the question I really want to ask this morning, church, is what is the cause God has put on your life this morning? What's the cause God is asking you to seek after, to chase after, to run with? So actually this morning I forgot we have kids in the service. So kids, Andre, he has a word 
I'd like you, sorry, I keep spitting. I'd like you to count, right? And if you count the right amount of words, Pastor Elijah is going to give you a lolly of sorts. Yes. And so the word is transform. Rico, the word is transform or transformation or something similar to that. But I'll let Elijah work that out. Romans 12.2 says this. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. That's the first one, Andre. First one. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of the Father. You know, the thing that grabs me from that piece of scripture is those last few words, that you may prove what is the good, perfect, and acceptable will of the Father. You know, like, I'm not a theologian, right? I didn't study uh, for many years the word, which, you know, some people like Phil Stubbs and I think Nicola's doing it and Pastor Judah has done it and I'm sure many of you have really done your bachelor's in ministry and you know, leadership and theology and so you may know more about the Bible than me. Uh, you know, I done 12 months and that was enough for me. That was enough, you know. One, one day a week for 12 months, yeah, drove me insane. But so as I read this, and it says, so that you may prove what is the good, perfect, and acceptable will of the Father. You know, you, you look at the Greek and all of that, and, and it says, yes, so that um, you can acknowledge, so that you can accept. And yeah, that's true for, for us, for us personally. Yes, we can acknowledge, we can accept what is the good, perfect, and acceptable will of the Father when we allow God to transform us. But the Bible, when I read it, is not just about me. It is about the people around me. God didn't come send his son to die just for me. He came, sent his son to die so that I can tell others what he done for them. So that I can share the gospel with others. And so when I read this, I go, yes. It's so I can prove to myself, but also it's so I can show to others what is the perfect, acceptable will of the Father, not just for my life, but for their life as well. And yes, I will look differently. I will behave differently because I'm allowing God to transform me by his word. I'm allowing God to transform me by his truth. Not my truth, his truth. And when I, when I do that, I behave differently. I have a different outlook 
on life, something that is different to the world. I am, like the Bible says, I am set apart. And when we behave different, when we think different, when we are thinking about others and not just ourselves, church, isn't that what a cause looks like? Isn't that what we are trying to show people? So if you're thinking, what's my cause? I'm not quite sure what it is. Can I encourage us, church? Allow God to transform you. Allow him to change, renew your mind, change your thinking, change your thoughts. Because as you allow God to transform you, your cause becomes clearer. Your cause becomes stronger, strong enough to actually get you up and get you actually doing something about it. Because we know that God speaks to all of us. I know that what I'm saying right now is not news to you. God has spoken to you, and God has said, I'd like you to focus on this, please. I'd like you to do this, please. And some of us have gone, not right now, God. I'm kind of busy. I've got study. You know, I'm studying your word yet, Alpha Crucis. I'm busy, you know. God God speaks to all of us, church. The point is, what is it going to take for us to actually get up and go, all right, I'm going to do it. That only comes the closer we draw to God. That only comes when we allow him to transform us by his word and by his truth. The, um, so last week, you know, Pastor Rick was talking about uh, King David, or he mentioned David, and, you know, David didn't kill Goliath because he chose the perfect stones. You know, he didn't go to the creek and pick up stones and, no, 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 not flat enough or not sharp enough, and, you know, he wasn't assessing the stones when he was coming to, David, uh, to Goliath going, well, okay, maybe the second stone will work. Okay, let me find that one. David wasn't even thinking of the stones. David would have been thinking the cause in my heart that, is, that got me here and Holy Spirit, that is why I'm standing here and that is why he was able to kill Goliath. I mean, I'm sure he could have killed Goliath with a grain of sand because it had nothing to do with the stones and everything to do with the cause that was in his heart and what God had spoken to him about. And it is the same for us, church. God has a cause for each of us. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, 
For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. So this was part of a prophecy given to the tribes of Benjamin and Judah, right? They were in Babylon. But the thing that really struck me about this was Jeremiah 29, 4 to, four to 7, um, the first part of the prophecy. And it says this, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, um, because if it pro prospers, you too will prosper. And so Jesus is saying, God is saying, "Hey, where you are right now does not matter. Live the best life you can live, even in exile, even where you don't want to be." Live the best life you can. Get married. Have children. Plant fields. Love the city that you are in. Because it doesn't matter. And then after that, Jeremiah 29 kicks in. Because God is saying, it doesn't matter where you are. I have a plan I have a cause for you to fight for. Your physical location matters not. And so, church, the same thing it is for us. It doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter that you don't like the situation that you are in. Because God is saying, I still have a cause for you to fight for. It doesn't matter that you don't like the house you live in. It doesn't matter that you don't like the school you're in. It doesn't matter that you don't like um, the job that you're in or the suburb or whatever. God says, regardless of all of that, I have a plan for you. I have a cause for you to fight for, church. Don't look for the perfect opportunity Oh, okay, now is the time. No, the time is when Jesus says, this is what I want you to do. You know, we had that saying, and we still say it, right? What's God saying to you, and what are you prepared to do about it? And that works on every level, right? Your personal walk with God, what he is saying to you about the cause he wants to place on your heart. What's God saying to you? And what are you prepared to do about it? And the preparing to do something about it, that gets stronger and that gets clearer the more we allow God and his word and his truth 
to transform us, church. You know, for some people, it will be um, the cause God drops in your heart will just be, all right, yes, I know exactly what God is asking me to do and I'm going to run with it. For some, it might take some time to seek God, you know, and for God to formulate a plan within your heart and you go, yes, thank you, God. That is what I'm going to do. I have a friend, um, Wayne Taylor, who lives on the Sunshine Coast. A um, number of years ago, he, he left Penrith and um, you know, him and his wife said, you know what, I don't wanna be in Penrith all my life. I'd like to go somewhere else. And so they landed on the Sunshine Coast. And a couple of years ago, uh, he was just, well, he just recently moved to the Sunshine Coast. He was um, having a beer and some wings at a local pub there on the Sunshine Coast and um, just watching people go in and out the pub, you know, uh, some people stumbling out the pub, you know, as you do. But someone walked in the pub and he caught my friend's eye. Um, nothing extraordinary about this guy, but he caught my friend's eye. My friend knows that, um, he knows when God's speaking to him. And he thought, oh, I'll just say hello to this complete stranger, you know. Um, I guess it helps that he's an extrovert. Um, I wouldn't have done that, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so the guy sits down with him and his friend and they're just chatting and two hours go away and they're just talking and the guy says, okay, I have to go. And my friend says, hey, um, I'll be here next Thursday, um, one o'clock with a beer and some wings for you. And he goes, yeah, no worries. And then his face kind of changed and he says, you know what? Today I came in here to have my last beer. And now I was gonna go home and kill myself. And right there and then, my friend knew the cause God had dropped in his heart about men's mental health. And it just like that. And then a couple of weeks later, he met, man, I keep spitting. Um, he met the ladies, um, the man's wife, and she confirmed the story that the whole family was just concerned that he was in this depressive state and he was going to kill himself. But right there, it was God just said, bang, that is what I want you to do. And today he's got, um, I think, seven or eight groups, uh, five happening up in Sunshine Coast, two down here in Penrith, and um, just helping men with their mental... Um, their mental state, you know? And the good thing about it is that every man that comes and says, uh, I'd like to run one of these groups, full-on Christian. Just God has said, I want you to get involved with this. You know, just bang, cause, there it is. God can do that. But that may not happen for everyone. And so for some of us, 
We just have to wait on God. Spend some time with him. Allow him to speak to us. Can I have the band up, please? My sister, um, my younger sister, um, she's starting her own um, association, uh, uh, foster care association. And um, God spoke to her and said, I want you to get the church, the Christian families involved in the foster care system. Because the foster care system is an absolute mess. You know, um, talk to Lance. He'll tell you all about it. And so in 2018, um, God spoke to my sister. And um, actually it was, a, it was a book that she was reading that I think Penny gave her or told her about. Something about a lion in a pit on a snowy day. Um, great title. Uh, but there was a comment in that, and it was, if your dream is not big enough, or sorry, if your dream does not scare you, then it's not big enough. And it was talking about the fact that, well, if it doesn't scare you, then where does God fit into the, into the picture? You know, you need to have a dream from God that says, I can't do this. I need you, God. And so throughout 2018, in her quiet time, she didn't know what God wanted from her. She just knew that God had something for her to do, that something was coming. But all through a quiet time, she just spent time with God. Spend time with God, thinking about, okay, God, what is the dream you want to put on my heart that is so big, I'm scared already and I don't even know what it is. One of the things God said to her um, was, you will see, you will see it through the eyes of a lion. And um, God has a sense of humor, right, church? He 100% has a sense of humor. Because towards the end of 2018, my sister and her husband decided uh, she was studying and um, God put the foster care thing on her heart and she didn't quite know why, but God put it on her heart so much that they decided to become foster carers. And they had two young people come to her, one, four, one, two years old, a boy, a two-year-old boy that just clung to her wherever she went. And what do you think, church, was the name of this little boy that was in foster care? What do you think his name was? Andre, what do you think? Lion. The young boy's name was Lion. Who names their son Lion? But God knew. My sister knew, had no idea what God was trying to do until she held a little boy that was very sick. 
in our arms, clinging to her. His name was Lion, and she could see the tragic history of that family. God has an amazing sense of humor. But that cause for my sister didn't happen just like that. It took time. It took time where she was prepared to spend time with God asking the question, what do you want me to do? What, do you, what are you placing on my heart to do? And this morning, church, God has a cause for each and every one of us. The only question we get to ask is, God, what do you want me to do? What cause do you want me to fight for? We're going to worship God this morning. And I'd like us to spend some time in the presence of God. Spend some time asking Him to speak to you. Allowing Him to transform you and me, to transform us so that we can see our cause clearer. And if need be, so that we can feel or we can have the cause running stronger in us so that we can do what God is asking us to do. And church, not only that, I'm gonna, we're gonna open up the altar this morning because if God is speaking to you and you'd like some prayer, then our pastors and leaders would like to stand with you and pray with you. So can I ask us all to stand, church? And the band's gonna lead us.